Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the universe a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi, hello, Robert here swimming by to say we have a shark on the Art of Kindness podcast today. While based off his TV appearances, this guest may not be someone you'd expect to find on a podcast about kindness, he certainly brings some incredible perspective to the table. Now, before we get into all that, I want you to take a moment and think with me. What's the last lie that you told? Take a moment to think about it. Was it a white lie to spare someone's feelings? Was it a big lie that you perhaps still feel guilty about? Was it a lie to yourself that you didn't eat a cookie already, so it's fine to have another cookie out of the jar? (laughs) Okay, sorry, that was a personal one. Though lying can be a quick fix, I find it to be a major riptide in the sea of kindness. One lie, plus another lie, and maybe another little lie, and suddenly there's a tsunami of them, ultimately sinking your boat. You're gonna need a bigger boat. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. In this special episode, we focus on the link between honesty and kindness, with a businessman who is known for not mincing his words. Today's guest is Mr. Wonderful himself, Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary is the chairman of O'Leary Ventures, As a university student, Kevin's innate business sense led him along several different paths, including some very unusual and very entrepreneurial ways of making a profit. Not long after he finished his MBA, Kevin had a meeting that changed his life forever. He met a man who had a strange idea for a software product, an idea with huge, high profit potential that Kevin immediately recognized. After years of ups, downs, sacrifices, challenges, and lessons learned, the opportunity eventually turned into a computer software giant that was acquired for more than $4 billion. After Kevin's extraordinary success at the software company, 
he eventually found himself on television, quickly becoming a sought-after host and personality on a range of shows, including Discovery's Project Earth, CBC's Dragon's Den, and what most viewers probably know him for, ABC's Shark Tank. Kevin has since launched O'Leary Funds, an investment fund company, O'Leary Fine Wines, and a best-selling book series on financial literacy. Kevin also founded O'Leary Financial Group, a group of brands and services that share Kevin's guiding principles of honesty, directness, convenience, and above all, great value. These principles are also the cornerstone of today's conversation. In addition, we get into Kevin's most passionate and tasty project yet, Chef Wonderful. The fresh insights he serves are, well, chef's kiss. Before we get into this thought-provoking chat, I want to shout out one of our dear listeners for taking their precious time to leave such a wonderful five-star review. At Dreadlocked Fairy. <laughs> Thank you for your kind words. I'm going to read them now and try not to cry, okay? Where do I begin? Since coming across this podcast a month or so ago, I've fallen head in love with everything about this pod. The concept, the guests, the way the conversations play out, the pieces of insight and wisdom I take from each episode, and most of all, the host, Rob. Oh, <laughs> with all his genuine enthusiasm and revere for his guests, and of course, his kindness. I'm smiling so big right now, by the way. That wasn't in the review, but I just thought I should note that. Okay. Usually I only look for or listen to certain episodes of a podcast, but AOK has become the second one that I truly follow and am always waiting the newest episode for. Even though I have lots of old ones to catch up on, I've shared a specific episode with a friend, but in general, I've been talking about it with others and have posted about it on Instagram. Whether I've known the guest's work or not, I haven't heard a bad episode or not taken something from it. Special shout out for covering the Jimmy Awards. I love that so many talented high school students had the opportunity to be interviewed. Thank you to Rob and the entire AOK team for making a unique and exceptional podcast. Dreadlocked Fairy, I've connected with you on Instagram and I just cannot thank you enough for the joy you've filled me up with. You truly put a huge smile on my face and I am so glad that you are part of our kindness community. Thank you. If you have the time after this episode, please leave a five-star review. They really mean the world and help us in the algorithm, I think. <laughs> you can also find us on social media with Dreadlocked Fairy at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul. Now, without further ado, please welcome Mr. Wonderful himself, Kevin O'Leary. Hello! I'm so excited to talk to you, Kevin. I'm such a huge fan. I love Shark Tank. I can't wait to get into all things Chef Wonderful. You know, listeners at home who maybe think kindness, because the show is all about kindness in the arts and entertainment, is all puppies and rainbows, might be surprised having Mr. Wonderful here today. But when I was telling my family who loves Shark Tank and everybody just thinks you are the most wonderful, I told my grandma, my nanny, who I think is the biggest Shark Tank fan of all, she takes the tank, we'll say, 
And she said, oh, I believe it. She said, some people might think it's harsh, but his act of kindness is honesty. She said, I really find the way he comes across on the show kind because he doesn't waste people's time and he's very honest. So I think this will be sort of an interesting conversation and not one we've had before. So I'm kind of pumped for that. Well, I, th- I think your granny, I'm just I'm putting my mic on so I'll get better audio. Ooh, that sounds I beautiful. think your granny is very, very intuitive uh, about that because <laughs> I think there is a certain amount of kindness associated with telling the truth. The problem people have uh, with the truth is they don't want to hear it. And in the end, it's important that they do because it doesn't change. I mean, my mother taught me something years ago. If you always tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said. Mm-hmm. And that, in a way, is very powerful because the years go by and what you said years ago is still the same today. And in the context of Shark Tank, she's 100% right. I think it's without merit to tell people they have a great idea, never invest in them, and know with certainty it's going to go bankrupt mm-hmm. and just not want to hurt their feelings. I mean, I couldn't care less about their feelings. I care about their money, particularly if they're mortgaging their home or something like that. And I always get into pretty big fights with Barbara and Lori that sit on, they flank me. Lori's on my left, Barbara's on my right. Mm-hmm. They're so kumbaya, just, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Let's just tell them nice things about their crappy business. I think that's just horrific, just terrific. And I'll add one thing. The only reason Barbara gets to Shark Tank every season is I buy her new broom every year. I will say, I do I do find that honesty kind. It's almost like if you're at a lunch with a friend and there's spinach in their teeth, it might seem scary to tell them, but it is the kind thing to do, to be honest, because just in a very basic level, otherwise they're sitting there looking like an idiot. So I, I find that journey you're on at Shark Tank to be pretty spot on in that sense. You know, I just always start off asking with people like yourself, who I'm sure get a lot of compliments over the years. How are you at taking compliments? Because I feel like in the business world and also in the entertainment world, sometimes they're genuine, sometimes they're not, but it's kind of a tricky dance because we all want them, right? At the end of the day. But sometimes when you get them, you can feel weird. I don't know. I find you to be a very confident person that I want to break down. And I think maybe you have a secret sauce that you can give for listeners out there, but just any thoughts on receiving compliments? Yeah, I I make the assumption that every compliment's disingenuous unless I've known mm-hmm. the person for a very long time. And, and so, it, you know, in the context of celebrity, th- th- you know, I have millions and millions of followers on multiple platforms. And of course, they mean something to me because they've provided a remarkable platform by which I can do many things, but I don't know them personally. And so, and, and what I find in, in celebrity is you're going to have half the constituency likes you and the other half don't. I mean, it's just the way it is. And, and some one of my mentors taught me years and years ago, and I think it's become so applicable today in the life I lead, is every day you have one major task and it's to separate the signal from the noise. There's so much noise, particularly when you think of the context of media, social media, cable, linear television, all of this stuff. And and there's only one signal. And and your job, you know, my job anyways, is to is to listen to the signal and, and be guided by that and, and shut out the 99% of the noise. And so whether it's criticism or whatever, it's not relevant. It, it's not, it doesn't change anything. And so it's just that it, I, I don't care, I guess. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I, I don't want to spend my energy worrying about haters or whatever. It, it it doesn't change the next thing I'm going to do. And I've become very. I don't. Th- I don't like the word is callous. I think that's wrong. It's just I know how to separate signal from noise. 
Mm. And I think, well, callus is interesting because you build up the callus on your fingers, but it doesn't mean you are a callus. You just kind of have them as almost a defense mechanism or whatever it may be. But I really admire that about you. And I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine right now. Hopefully you can read that, but your confidence and the way you're able to kind of be a self complimenter and the self love you have for yourself. Where do you think that comes from? How did you build that confidence? Did you always have that? Or is it just so, sort of a, an armor or a fin that you put on over the years? No, I, I don't think I did, but I, I was very dyslexic when I was young and I had a lot of uh, support from my mother as she tried to solve for dyslexia. It's very disconcerting uh, because it, it does put you back in grade school and it can really affect your long-term educational because basically reading and math is difficult when you're dyslexic. And so that would be, you know, a confidence issue. I mean, you just don't, you don't Mm. feel confident that you can keep up with your classmates when you're in early grades, which is very difficult. And my mother enrolled me in a, um, a very experimental uh, class in its time. Now it's legendary Marjorie Golick and Sam Rabinovich, they said that, and they were psychologists. And so what they said was, look, this is a superpower. Who else in your class can read a book upside down in a mirror? Nobody, Mm. I can. And so they tried to twist it to give you confidence and it actually worked. And Mm. so um, I I think from those early ages, I said, you know, or early age, I said, I got to start thinking about this, you know, in, in in, in the context of who I am, and just deal with it myself. I mean, that's how it works. And I, I think that that helps you build confidence. And today I believe that I can do I can do things that others can't and but and vice versa. So I just follow the path of least resistance and I'm confident in the things that I take on because I tend to do things that I know I can achieve success in. Mm-hmm. I'm not always right. And I think that's the definition of experience and career. You 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 find that thing that you're good at. And you pursue it. And I tell that for everybody. I mean, you don't want to get up and work in the morning in something you 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 hate and spend 10 hours of your day doing something you dislike. You've got to find out what your passion is and pursue that. And I think the confidence is key there too, because if you go into a situation where maybe you can excel, but you don't have the confidence and you have imposter syndrome or whatever it is, that voice in your head, the car's not not even going to start moving. You won't even start the car. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think the confidence is kind of an essential ingredient there to start getting into chef land, which, which I definitely want to talk about, <laughs> you know, you, you gave me a definition there. I would also love to know what your definition of kindness is as we get into our chat today, because it means something different to everybody, but it is sort of the main topic here. Kindness is defined uh, in, in terms of my world as telling the truth to people. That's how you're being kind to them. You want to obviously encourage them, but the most important aspect of being kind is being truthful. And that isn't always supportive, particularly when you're being truthful about an endeavor they're pursuing that probably isn't going to work out. And that's your opinion. And the more experienced you are, the more valuable that opinion would be. And so in the context of entrepreneurship or in business or you know, in other endeavors, when I'm being kind to somebody, I'm telling them the truth. They ask me, what do you think? I tell them the truth. And I, I, I can't imagine any way of being more kind than that because I, I think lying, disgen- you know, being disgenuine to someone is just horrific. I mean, it just, there's nothing less kind than that. And compassionate, of course, you know, telling the truth doesn't mean you're not compassionate. It's they both go together. And that's sort of the way I look at it. Not yeah. everybody agrees, but again, you know, I don't care. I mean, I don't want that to sound trite, but I really don't. 
Well, I think it is more about the other person too, how they receive it based on their own life. And if they're used to people being honest with them. So if they get someone that's honest with them and they've never had that before, it's very startling. But if they kind of have that callous, I'm sure you see that with the different contestants that come in on your show, then maybe they're not going to be as, you know, taken aback or upset or whatever it may be. But no, I, I would agree with you. I, I would agree with you. You know, I'm known as the mean shark, but I think that's so ridiculous. I'm not mean. I'm just telling the truth. And in the context of reality TV, a lot of the quote unquote mean people, the Simon Cowells are actually the kindest at the core. I, I have to say, Kevin. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think of that <laughs> when he tells the truth, but you can't sing. It's because you can't sing. I mean, I, I get that. But mm. I am I am not two different people. I mean, you know, I get asked all the time. Oh, you're different, uh, you know, when you're not on Shark Tank. No, I'm the same. That's how I am 24 seven. So if you don't like what you see on Shark Tank, you're not going to like me in person because that's exactly who I am. I don't know how after 15 years to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm. I mean, I I can't turn it on, turn it off. I just go out there the way I am. And I've done that since day one. I remember Mm. Mark Burnett saying to me years ago, you know, when he was casting for Shark Tank, we're looking for a real asshole and you're it. Don't be changing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a, a t-shirt, you know, with an arrow yeah. pointing down maybe somewhere. But I find when I'm on set and everything, when you see the people that kind of amp themselves up and are a totally different person on camera, it's, it is kind of laughable in a way. And your authenticity really shines through in that regard. Well, I think you've nailed something that social media has proven over the last decade, at least, that people on social media can smell bullshit a mile away. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful medium. Authenticity is the only metric that that you have to be. I mean, if you're not authentic on on social media, you'll get called out so fast, you'll be canceled. Mm -hmm. That's what will happen to you. Yeah. And that's kind of been the core of my little side business because I work in entertainment. So I've always needed one. It's doing social media for people. And I have found that the data is right there. If you're not authentically telling someone's story or their brand story, you know, people can read that from a mile away. People don't want to see these posters with text on it. They just want to see a picture you snapped, you know on the fly from your business or whatever it is. So I think that's super important to touch on, you know, looking, I I guess, at that honesty, at that kindness in the business world. And I hope there were a lot of them, but do you feel like there was an act of kindness that kind of changed your trajectory looking back? There was obviously at the time, I didn't consider it kind, but it ended up having profound effect on my life. And I've told the story a few times, but it was early when I was still in high school, and uh, it was my first job, you know, sort of part-time job. I went after high school ended, and it was in a mall, a shopping mall near the high school. And I, the only reason I wanted that job is the girl I was interested in my class was working at the shoe store across the mall, so we could. And I mm. and I got a job as an ice cream scooper uh, <laughs> in an ice cream store. And the plan for me was when we both got off, we could just, you know, go out for dinner together or, or hang out. And it was, I was my first day I was there and I could see that she was waiting for me to get off work because we planned, you know, on this first day to do something. And um, the owner who was a woman of the store said to me, now when you, when you're sampling ice cream, um, you give little samplers, a little wooden stick. If somebody wants to try a, the, the mint flavor with chocolate chips, give them a little bit and they try it, but they take the gum out of their mouth first and they throw it on the floor. Mm. And so by the end of the day, the tiles were really black with gum. And she said, listen, before you leave, scrape the gum off the floor. You got to do that every day. And I said, well, wait a second. I I immediately thought to myself, wait, this girl's going to see me on my knees with a scraper on the floor. 
this is very bad for my brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about that back then. And, <laughs> and I said, no, no, you hired me as a scooper, not a scraper. I don't do scraping. And she said, I own the store. You're my employee. You'll do whatever I say. Mm. And I said, I'm not going to do that because I was really worried about where this was going. And she said, no problem. You're fired. Now, I'd only been working there four hours. I didn't know what firing was really. It was very humiliating. But I, I realized in that moment, that critical moment, that in life, there's two positions you can have. You can either own the store or you can scrape the shit off the floor. And you have to pick one. And I'm not saying being an employee is a bad outcome. Not at all. Mm. I'm just saying it's not for me. I don't want somebody telling me how to live my life. And so in that very moment, she changed my trajectory. I, I just said to myself, I'm never working for anybody again. And mm. essentially, I never did. Not full time. But years later, when I could afford to bulldoze the mall myself, I mean, I could just take a bulldozer, buy the whole thing and bulldoze it. Mm -hmm. We took a television crew there to find her because I wanted to thank her. I mean, mm. she, she was the pivot point. She was the reason I'd become an entrepreneur. Mm. We couldn't find her. The store was closed. It was a convenience store. Uh, we shot some footage, but it was you know, irrelevant. And then, and then a couple of years later, I got a FedEx envelope to my home in Miami, and there was a piece of brick in it. It, and it, a note from someone who took a picture of the mall being bulldozed and gave me a piece of brick and I have it sitting right on my desk. And I look, that, look at that letter every day. Wow. And so that was the full circle. That was the big moment of kindness for me. She mm -hmm. told me the truth in no uncertain terms. She was to the point. She hit me hard. She fired me and she changed my life forever. Mm, that's so powerful. Does the brick have gum on it or was that already scraped off? No, I, it's, of just a, it's, a, it's just a brick that clearly got bulldozed. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great story. And what happened with the girl? You're going to leave us hanging? We're still friends. We're still friends. We're still friends. I still, know, I still know her. We've obviously you know, married different people, had different families, taken different paths. But we share that history of so far back that mm -hmm. you, know, you can't make new old friends. Mm. I look forward to seeing the biopic about your life and watching that scene play out. I think that'll be a kind of a magical <laughs> moment, honestly. You know, a lot of people mistake kindness for weakness. And of course, there's so much data out there in science. I work with this wonderful nonprofit, kindness.org, that's literally working in labs to find research about kindness. Do you have any stories that you've seen about kindness and empathy where it kind of set an entrepreneur apart from the pack and helped them achieve success more? Have you sort of found the data that I'm going on about here to be true? You know, it, it's an interesting, very good question, because where I find challenges in, in that concept, in that philosophy, when it comes to entrepreneurship, there have been many different models, particularly in the last three years, about the definition of what entrepreneurship is, what capitalism is, what being a CEO of a business is. And, and a lot of it comes to the idea of giving back to society and the idea that a business isn't just for profit. There's a higher mission. And I, I, I spend a fair amount of time teaching cohorts in various colleges and universities, McGill and Waterloo and uh, Harvard and MIT and Temple and Notre Dame. These are North America's greatest educational institutions. 
from including engineering. I teach graduating cohorts of engineers in Harvard Business School. And I caution those students to remember why someone would hire them to run a business and to separate that from their own personal beliefs if necessary. And I'll tell you why I say that. When you think about a business, you have three major constituencies. You have your customers, you have your employees, and you have your shareholders or bankers or both that are funding your business during its growth period. And if you lose your mission to them, because those employees want a good career, a good job, and they want to be treated fairly, and they want to grow. Your customers want customer service. They want a product that they want to buy from you, and they'll stay loyal to you if you can provide that. And your shareholders want to return. They all want something from you. And if you can deliver on that, on all three fronts, then maybe you can take on a fourth mandate. But businesses are so hard to grow, whether they're large or small, that if you forget any of those, you won't be successful personally. And I give you an example. Hmm. Bud Light decided that for some reason they weren't in the beer commodity business, that they took on a mission to educate America about gender identity. They lost 25% market share in six weeks, which is unprecedented, unheard of, and never happened before. They decimated the value of their company. Lots of employees lost their job. That CEO, that marketing manager lost their way. Mm. And so you have to think about in the context of business and being kind, what exactly does that mean? Mm -hmm. it, it means that you have a job, you are hired to do something, you have to achieve that success. And then personally, as a successful CEO, man or woman, you can pursue your own personal agenda in any way you wish. Our society provides for that. You can have your own beliefs, everybody tolerates it, but you can't enforce those on top of individuals that don't agree with you or don't want to do it or have a, or are working for you for a different reason. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, 100%. And I think it's harder than ever, right? When everything's not to get political, but politicized these days, because you want to be that authentic brand, but then it's sort of a fine dance between what you weigh in on what you don't. And someone that I really look up to in this regard, I, I think who's nailing it, and it might be a little funny is Dolly Parton. I think she's somebody who's been brilliant at this. I mean, when you look at the ratings, she's, I think she's maybe number one most beloved person in the world. She's above Jesus, you know, and it's, it kind of spans parties and she's done a wonderful job of, of showing up for maybe what she believes in, but not kind of putting that down on other people, if that makes sense. So no, I actually am a huge fan of Dolly Parton's because she's very transparent. She's very honest. I, I think she, and I, lo I love her music and I love her as an actress and I love her as an individual. And because she she, as you suggested, simply tells it from her perspective and she's not mm -hmm. disingenuous about it. If you don't agree with her, that's OK. And she doesn't care. She mm -hmm. says, this is who I am. I'm not going to change. I'm not a spring chicken. Mm -hmm. um, I've been saying the same thing for my whole life. I've never varied from that path. Uh, I, I, I admire her. I admire Martha Stewart as well. Mm -hmm. Same way. Oh, yeah. And she, I sort of peg her with inventing. I mean, there are probably others beforehand, but that brilliant technique of pairing up with Snoop Dogg and the opposites attract. And I mean, I think that's been such kind of a brilliant marketing thing for her and, and keeping her sustained over these years. But certainly on her own, she's also a brilliant businesswoman. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, I could talk about Dolly all day too. And she's probably why I invented this podcast. We're getting closer to getting Dolly on here. But you talk a lot too about speaking of kind of that that dance and the balance, personal sacrifice in following your dreams and your business. And I know you started out as a uh, chef and now you're getting back into that with Chef Wonderful, which I'm going to ask you back about in a moment. But I feel like with anything in life, you don't want to go too far. You know, you don't want to go too far into the deep end to keep the shark metaphor going. How have you found kind of balancing for yourself in the place where you are now, your personal life and your business? Because I know you're, I've listened to a ton of interviews with you and you're someone who says the business always comes first, but you also have this beautiful family who I've seen now you're kind of bringing into the fold in a lot of different ways. So I would just love your thoughts on that because I think nobody has the answer, but hearing from people like yourself is helpful. Yeah, I, I, I think about it this way. You know, I put myself through college uh, in food services. And so, and, and I was taught to be a chef when I was seven, eight, nine years old by, uh, in, in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, by our chef. My dad worked with the United Nations. It was one of our first postings. And they taught me how to cook Asian fusion. In Cambodia, it's so hot. It's up to 110 degrees with 100% humidity. And even though it's a French colonized society and a lot of the French dishes became classics there, you can't use butter and cream when it's 110 degrees. The food is rancid by four o'clock mm. when it's time to start serving it. So they you would also can't use it with the, my grandma. You can't use it with yeah, my Nona well, for the, different they, reasons. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, instead of using uh, cream or butter, they would use mango chutney with a lime juice base and use all the wonderful flavors that you find in a in a you know, in a client in a tropical climate and passion fruit and mango juice and papaya, all of these things became part of what I know how to cook now. And it's a much lighter fare. I'm today, actually, just before I came in the podcast, I was preparing halibut with a, an orange orange sauce, which is, um, uh, orange zest, orange juice, a little bit of lime. And of course, normally in the French uh, way of making it, it would have been with butter but I don't do that. I'm, I'm able to use the citrus and reduce it with a tiny amount of very good virgin olive oil into a sauce on that halibut that is just spectacular. And I'm much lighter. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's one of my, you know, you always have a favorite dish each season. I've been serving it quite a bit. People are going crazy for it. Mm. And, and, and I'm really good at it because I've been doing it a long, long time. And so my whole point about cooking and preparing it you get into a Zen, you're in a different zone. I have so many things going on in my business universe. The phone starts ringing at 530 in the morning. There's just so much stuff. And you have to have balance in your life where you, 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 
I've always thought the best managers, the best decision makers have a, have a, a yin and a yang, a balance of the creativity of art, the chaos of art, and then the binary black and white of making money or losing money in business. And you need to be mm. good at both because that's how you're able to make decisions from a bigger context. And so my, the time I cook every day is very important to me. I'm into photography. I'm, I'm into uh, guitar, uh, into music. I, I'm a watch collector. These are all different pursuits that have nothing to do necessarily with business, but make me re-engage when the time comes into the binary black and white of making money. And so, you know, I, I put a lot of weight on the time I spend in the kitchen as a as a wonderful time just to be in a completely different zone. Mm, yes, you need those retreats. And I love that you said the business is sort of the black and white. And then for me, I, I love living in the gray a lot, coming back to the gray and just having that time to be in Zen, like you said, with cooking. Are you finding that now that you're kind of coming out as Chef Wonderful and it's sort of almost becoming a businessy thing, is that affecting it at all? Do, are, are you finding that a, a weird thing to balance or is it still just something you love so much that the business side of it isn't hurting it? No, I, I think they combine. I'll give you a good example. In the last couple of seasons of Shark Tank, we've had two huge successes in the food space. Uh, Turbo Trusser, which is a very simple device that helps people bind. Uh, people, when you cook, turkeys and chickens, most people don't realize why they're dry. And, and the reason they're dry is that you don't trust the bird. And, and what trussing means is that you tie the legs into the body and you tie the wings into the body. Very easy to tie the legs. You just use a twine or mm -hmm. a wire, but the, the wings are very difficult because if you put a, a, you know, a, a, thre a thread around the bird's body, it's going to burn off at 325 degrees and the wings mm -hmm. are going to spread out a little bit. And that's where all the juice is going to drain during the mm -hmm. baking process. That's or, what happens to me when I wear a belt in the summer on the hot days. <laughs> Sorry. But my the turbo trusser is a very simple device that makes sure that doesn't happen. It trusses the wings and, and the legs and the birds come out 30% juicier. And, and that was a huge hit on Shark Tank. I knew right away as a chef that that was a product for me. And we've sold, it's been one of the biggest successes in, in, in kitchen products on Shark Tank history. And the other one, which is now, I think, in its fourth season, is the Bertello Pizza Oven, which is a huge favorite on QVC as well. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in cooking your own pizzas. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a, a very a, a fantastic oven that uses both gas and wood or a combination of both. So you get that smoking flavor. Uh, Bertello's is a huge hit. It's probably the number one selling pizza oven in America now. And that's another Shark Tank product. And again, I, I promote those as Chef Wonderful, both of those products. And I use them every day. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. promote products I don't use. I mean, I, tonight when um, guests come over, I'm doing a little appetizer. I've made some um, some interesting pies. They're sitting out there waiting to go. And I'm going to cook them in 90 seconds in my Bertello slice them up and serve them as appetizers uh, with cocktails at sunset. And we'll go and then we'll have the halibut afterwards. I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a great evening, great friends, family. And of course, we'll be drinking O'Leary wines. I've chosen a beautiful Chardonnay that I've won five awards for and a Cabernet New World, uh, sorry, New World um, Pinot from Walla Walla that I've won two awards on. It's a New World Pinot Noir, mm. a beautiful uh, Burgundy and barnyardy kind of flavor, but those are my two wines tonight. And people are saying, "Wait a minute, you're having fish and you're doing a red?" Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. When it comes to rules on wine, there are no rules. 
Mm. A beautiful, beautiful Pinot is is fantastic with fish. Mm. I love the rule breaking there. And can we expect to kind of have this guide, this cookbook coming out from you? I know you have the speaking of pizza, the the lovely slice of the YouTube page, which everybody go check out his chef wonderful YouTube page. There's so much fun on there, you know. And I feel like we get to know you more. We see your family in your kitchen. It's it's just so joyful and funny and very authentic. And I'm loving that. But do you have sort of larger dreams of maybe having a book or a restaurant or anything like that? Or are you just keeping it kind of low key for now and seeing what happens? You know, what I find is I've written three books already. Um, mm-hmm. Men, Women and Money was the first one. It was a bestseller. And I followed up with two about helping families manage money and dealing with children and money and business and money and everything else. But I find that these hobbies that that sort of take a life of their own, like Chef Wonderful, happen um, virally. They, they, there's no marketing plan. There's no intention. You know, I'll get called to Good Morning America to make a Greek salad and show the way I do it. And all of a sudden, you know, we'll get a million views and whatever else. I, I enjoy doing it, but I, I think the Chef Wonderful, which has turned into a pretty big business. You know, we mm-hmm. sell millions of dollars of wine. We sell millions of dollars of pizza ovens. Turbo Truster is going to break in on its first million very shortly. So it's kind of like they just happen. And I'm it's wonderful that they do happen. And I only have so much time in the day, obviously. And I spend, I get up in the morning about 5.30. I have a routine and I start doing television hits with all the networks uh, right till about one o'clock in the afternoon. Last night I did primetime news at mm-hmm. nine o'clock at night because there's a big story about America downgrading of its bonds. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interweaved into the, narrative that's what happens to me i, I kind of get interweaved into the narrative on various platforms and that in itself is a business because people want to buy advertising on my channels mm-hmm. and all of my different platforms and that's a that's a separate business run by different people but it's 40 percent of our operating company's income mm-hmm. we make millions of dollars every month in advertising on all the uh, you know kevin o'leary platforms you know speaking of of timing i know we got a little bit of a later start here but i want to respect your time so i'm going to wrap this up shortly but as a consumer, I think we can smell that from a mile away. Like you're saying that inauthenticity, you know, influencer marketing obviously is huge now, but the hashtag ad, the sponsored thing, I don't really believe for one second that a lot of these people are actually using the things they're pushing. And so when I was researching, talking to you today with Chef Wonderful, it was just such a different feel. It felt very organic. It's not like there's kind of, I mean, there are places you can go, but it, it, it didn't feel like it was something you're kind of hawking. So that really comes through and in, in the authenticity. And I know it's because you've been cooking since you were very young, like you said. So I, I appreciate that just from the outside looking in. And I can't wait to see where it goes. You know, like I said, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Well, I, I, I appreciate that observation because I've made it a rule for over a decade now that I, I will not be a paid spokesperson for a product I don't use. Mm. I will not endorse a product that isn't part of my life. You know, everything that I've ever talked about, I use it. And I think the minute you go off piece, so to speak, when you just start saying, oh, I'm a celebrity, I have followers, and I'm going to endorse this piece of shit that means nothing to me, that's mm. when you that's that's when you are completely lost. I mean, that I can't imagine doing that. I that's that's you're lying. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're 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 lying. Yeah. Mr. Wonderfully Authentic, I think, should be your new name because it really just comes across that honesty is such a big part of your life, and I think through line throughout your career. And you, I mean, you even casually mentioned you're using the pizza oven that on Shark Tank you kind of invested in and these other products, which by the way, I've bought a bunch of those product products from that show for my families. What's the one with the 
with the car where you put the thing in between so nothing falls in, in between. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot the name. You know, it's funny. I remember all the products, but I don't remember all the people because I've seen 20,000 pitches, oh, but yeah. I never forget the product. I mean, you know, we've had such an incredible journey on that show. Who would have ever mm -hmm. guessed we'd be shooting our 15th season? And, and the reason is, is we have no idea what's going to walk through that door. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. We're never told anything about it because it's against the law to do that. There's a game show law from the 60s. And so each journey is unique. And, and it's so often somebody will walk in there and I'll say, why didn't I think of that? And mm -hmm. I think all of America's thinking that way too. And I think that's what makes the show so interesting. It's timeless. And yeah. every year, you know, I probably make some, somewhere around 15 deals, close about 11 of them. And the ones that I think are going to be hits never are. And the ones that are the most ridiculous ideas mm -hmm. end up making me millions of dollars. I mean, it's just, that's how serendipitous it is. Yeah. You never know. It's like when you post a TikTok that you spend five hours making versus when you spend two seconds making. It's like the latter kind of is the hit. It's, social media is sort of that ecosystem as well. But I would also say it's definitely due to your chemistry with the other sharks and the alchemy of that is is. I think a giant percentage of why it's still going. And one that just popped into my head, who I know is not an official shark, but we don't have to get into this, but I've been seeing how Bethany Frankel is sort of leading the charge with reality stars now trying to un unionize them. Have you had any thoughts on that or anything you would like to say about that? Well, Beth Bethany and I know each other very, very well. Yeah. She's a force of nature. I mean, she's just so much energy. It's incredible. I think we're in, in unusual times, particularly with the SAG after strike. Now, remember, sharks are not directors, they're not writers, they're not actors. And so they continue to produce television during this, although we're all members of SAG after. Mm. So, uh, and, and Bethany's looking at it from, because she's a very astute businesswoman. I mm -hmm. mean, she, you know, I learned that in working with her. She's sharp as nails and she knows, you know, what made her successful. But she, she built her own empire and she's wealthy because of it. And so she's taking a view and it's an interesting one that she can help organize other, other actors and, and uh, reality stars and, you know, people that are interested. And, and we'll see how that works out. But I, I would never bet against her because the amount of mm -hmm. energy she puts into her endeavors is, I mean, that woman works 26 hours a day. It's incredible. And so, look, I wish her the best of luck and everybody has their projects. And this is one of her, what, however she's going to define it, uh, you know, I'm sure she's going to make a difference. That's for sure, because you can't put that much energy into something and not get some kind of outcome. Mm. And she gets such wonderful outcomes. But I've taken up enough of your time. <laughs> I usually like to end our conversations by asking for a kindness tip or something actionable people can do to sort of make the world a better place bit by bit. But with you here today, I would like to know if you have sort of a final piece of advice for listeners on believing in yourself and your dream. I know it's kind of a fluffy question, but coming from you, I think it can mean a lot and hit home with people. Well, I would, it's a, first of all, you know, I've really enjoyed this. You're, you're very good at what you do. Clearly that's the case why you're successful and kindness is a fantastic oh, theme. Who, who doesn't want that? I would say to people, if you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. Hmm. And so you need to set personal goals for yourself in every aspect of your life and know what they are in your head. Every morning, remember what that goal was and do something that they towards getting there. People that get lost and are unhappy don't know where they're going. And that's why they never get there. 
And so being happy is important in your life. You only have one life. Everybody knows that's so obvious. But and finally, on kindness, and because of this is the theme of, of you know, your platform, if you want to be kind, my advice is tell the truth. Mm. That's the ultimate form of kindness. I love that. And everybody go check out Chef Wonderful. I'm going to drop more about that in the show notes. You're reminding me too of Jessica Chastain, who I got to speak with her once, which was very lovely. And she talked about how before she was this acclaimed actress, it was her dream to be an actor. And so every day she would transcribe Hamlet from the female perspective before anybody was paying her to act. So I think it goes along with what you just said, do something every day that kind of bit by bit brings you to your ultimate goal. You know, you don't have to think of the big picture. You can have that in the back of your mind and then just kind of paint the little dots, you know, the, the impressions. So I love that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was great to meet you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. You know, the theme of this episode kind of became aquatic because we did have a shark here today. (laughs) And it is perfect timing to shout out my incredible brother, Will. Will just left us for the Coast Guard. He is now in boot camp in New Jersey. I'm going to miss him so much. We can only communicate with Will through letters for the next two months, I believe. Luckily, there is this app called Sandbox with two X's that makes it super easy to send letters to your military personnel and show support. I know these letters mean the world to people who really only get to read that. I don't think they can read books. They don't have their cell phones. These letters are definitely a bright spot in their day as they're going through intense training. So friends, I on the fly am here asking you kindly to write my brother or someone else going through military training a letter. Now, if you want to write my brother, Will, who is wonderful, and you definitely should, I'm going to put details about that in the show notes here, or you can feel free to find me on Instagram at Rob Peter Paul and shoot me a message and let me know that you want to write to him. If you do, maybe just include that you know me through the podcast so he's not like, oh, this is so nice, who is this? (laughs) But definitely feel free to introduce yourself and ask him questions, and really just write anything you want that's appropriate. Because I have heard that sometimes they make people read the letters out loud in front of their fellow boot campers, okay? (laughs) Once again, you can find those details and so much more about Chef Wonderful in the show notes. I appreciate you all and am so happy that you're here. Until next time, please remember, everything is going to be a-okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.